Yeah. Got Rooster Teeth. Doing the drunk tank. Yeah, we got Gus, the techno wizard driving the bus. Yelling at people, it becomes a fuss. Also, Bernie, the almighty boss. When he plays Halo, he's gonna take the loss. We got Jeff. He puts a drunk in the tank, he's so stank. He got money in the bank and now Jack. The big man with the fat, he's got no tax. He's no acrobat. Those the main guys, I ain't telling nobody. If you don't listen, I'll take your shit and you rise. This podcast is the best, listen up and take a rest. You listen it to last, save the best for last. All they do is red versus blue. Cause really... Here's what else they do. There's never been a girl. It's time to take a whirl on the drunk tank. Podcast to listen up. So, <laughs> you're, Gus, I know you're about to take off. Uh, but What's up? Did he call you a techno pussy? I thought he said techno wizard. Did he techno say techno wizard? Pussy? I thought techno, he said techno pussy. Techno pussy techno should pussy. be uh, your new shirt. Your techno pussy's not nearly as good. <laughs> no, I think it's way better. At least you're not stank. <laughs> Although I think that might have been meant as a compliment. No, it's totally a compliment. I'm, I'm stank. How do you, you figure you got, that? You got your stank on. I got my stank on. <laughs> I love how you're just like, it was said about me, so obviously it was a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think techno pussy is a compliment. It <laughs> sounds hot. It sounds like something from the future. Tech- <laughs> I, think, I think you can buy that at Best Buy. That would be an awesome movie, techno pussy. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, yeah. Do you want to go to Best Buy and see if we can pick that up? <laughs> Maybe in a bit. Yeah, yeah I, got a lot, I got a lot of stuff going on today. We had a... A couple of hard drives die in the office, so I've been working on that. So we'd have to keep it short today, and I'll be uh, I'll be in and out of the podcast as I'm working on stuff. So what are you, what are you about to to delve into? You got to do some hard drive recovery, yeah, and replacement, boring stuff. You uh, the the, the doldrums my day to day boring. You, you really boring do work. have the best job in the company. No, no, I really really don't. <laughs> like while you're... my job is to remind people to back stuff up, and then when their hard drives die, be like, "Where's this backed up?" And hear them go, no, it's weird. Back, I guess the backup wasn't running. I guess the fact that I didn't ever turn the backup on, it didn't work. <laughs> How does that? Damn. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Fun, fun job. You know, I feel, no, seriously, like I'm so jealous. Like in, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to take a leisurely lunch with, uh, you know, get, maybe have a beer or two. Then I'm going to come back and I'm going to play uh, some video games and make a video. And all the while, you'll be hanging out under somebody's desk with a screwdriver in your hands. That's the worst. Hard drive enclosures. You know, um, I've been, I've been doing this stuff for a while. I, I would like to get to a point in my career, in my life, where I don't have to roll around on the floor crawling under people's desks. Well, what kind of fun <laughs> is that? What, one day, I, I need to hire someone to do that part of the job for me. You get Everything to- else I can deal with. Everything else I can handle. I'm, I'm old. So my need, knees hurt. You need like a techno pussy deputy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a... You think you're like Dead Poet Society. You get under the desk, you see the world from a different perspective, right? <laughs> I, I don't think I ever saw Dead Poet Society. <laughs> don't, don't they get on the desk? Yeah, they get on the desk. But he, Gus, he, Gus, Gus gets under it. Gus bucks <laughs> for money, yeah. <laughs> I'm like a troll. I like hide under the hide under the desk. And you're jump like out a uh, you're like a secretary who really wants that promotion. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things I will not do, but there are plenty that I will. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I haven't I haven't seen that limit reached yet. I can't wait to though. So what's up with you? What video game are you playing? What are you, what are you working on these days? Uh, well, on? let's see. I uh, I wrapped up Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and now I'm back in Fable 3. I'm thinking about cracking the DLC for that today, but before I do that, I just got to... Uh, I, you know, we rarely get games early, but for some reason we did. We got this SBXK game that comes out next week. 
a Superbike World Championship. You know I'm a huge Superbike fan. Perfect 10, right? Best, yeah. best game ever. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck a Superbike is, but it looks like a motorcycle game, which, you know, racing games don't lend themselves to the to the best videos, but this one has an achievement to injure yourself so badly you're forced out into early retirement. So I'm going <laughs> to... What's this game called? <laughs> it's called SBX, SBKX. And uh, it's the only officially licensed Superbike World Championship <laughs> game. So you get to play as all your favorite professional Superbike World Champions. I'll be damned. Really looked looking, it up. This is a real game. It is a real game. I'm really looking forward to it. But, um, but yeah, there's an achievement to wreck a bike beyond repair. And then there's one to cause such bodily injury that you have to retire. <laughs> your character is forced into retirement. Nice. So I'm going to try to knock those out in one video. See if I can have such a spectacular crash. And I haven't even taken the cell phone off the game yet, so... I'm not sure how possible it's going to be. But, yeah, that's going to be my afternoon is trying to, to end some digital character's professional career. You know, you say that, but um, we're finally – can we talk about book four? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've had some technical problems with book four. You mean that's why there, there isn't a book four? Right. There, there's no book four for Christmas this year. Um, Coming in February to uh, – Speaking of not backing things up, we lost – We had two backups. <laughs> Luke had backups. Um, His backups failed too. <laughs> so we uh, we lost a lot of the images. Luke had to redraw, what, like 50 comics? 54 comics he had to redraw. 54 comics. And then, um, and then just as he was wrapping that up, our computer was stolen with all of – all the commentaries that were written on it. <laughs> yeah, like we had on our end, we were like, well, let's just get the book written, like all the commentaries and everything written, the foreword, all that shit, so that when Luke finally redraws those comics, we'll just be, bam, out the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a week before that happened, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the computer with the entire book on it got stolen. You know, why, So we're starting over from scratch too. Not to uh, you know, poke you off while you're down, but why didn't you have Luke send me the hard drive to recover the 54 comics? He sent it to he, he, he three hired, different data data yeah. recovery specialists, and they said there was nothing they could do with it. Hmm. Should have sent it down. Yeah, well, you know, hindsight. I got, a, I got a magnifying glass. I can read all that shit, all those ones and zeros. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so that's, kinda, that's why we've been delayed. You know what I think of every time I, think of, I hear the word magnifying glass? Hmm. And I don't know why. Encyclopedia Brown pops into my head. Oh, man. Were you guys ever Encyclopedia Brown I think I read every Encyclopedia Brown book. Yeah, me too, man. They were great. And uh, but for whatever reason, I associate Encyclopedia Brown with uh, magnifying glasses and vice versa. The first thing that came to mind, this is weird, but that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Data gets stuck in the past or whatever, and then he's got to figure out, like, lead poisoning or whatever, like, or that alien metal that's killing people and he has to develop and he doesn't remember who he is right yeah i remember that he builds this like crazy like uh, microscope by like stacking up all of these lenses do you remember that no i Uh, it seems to have escaped my memory i do remember that maybe you're being affected by the uh that metal as well it's entirely possible (laughs) you uh so that's what i think about when i think of magnifying glasses yeah that's uh, an encyclopedic uh, memory of Star Trek you have there. <laughs> you, oh. work, you work Star Trek into a conversation at least once a day, I think. Is that true? Yeah. Who's the hottest person on Star Trek? Um, Next Generation. TNG. Whoopi Goldberg, duh. Yeah, Guy don't. Will Wheaton is pretty cute. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wrong. Patrick Stewart. If you ask Joel. If you go with like <laughs> charisma, Patrick Stewart's the way to go, right? I think Joel is actually... Like in like in love, love with Patrick Stewart. Is that true? Oh my God, he loves him. He always talks about how like when he would. I don't want to steal his stories, but he always talks about how like when he would be on set and he would be around a lot of famous wait, people. Wait, maybe you should get Joel in here to tell the story. Yeah, I can't. Joel Joel's not, not here. He's Joel's a, not he's here? on a commercial shoot. Joel, oh. remember Joel and Jack are on a commercial that's shoot? That's right, that's right. I know Jack's yeah. I haven't been upstairs, so. We wouldn't send Jack on a commercial shoot by himself. That would never. So like Joel's <laughs> could the never chaperone? never in a million years happen. Yeah. 
uh, Jack is is serving as Joel's techno pussy for the week. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad someone else is doing it. <laughs> Gus got the week off so that he could fix hard drives. So yes, I could fix stuff here. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that though. You're what were going we talking with about? You're talking he's about, into uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he always talks about how like he'd be on set and you know like he worked on Buffy and Angel and like Criminal Minds and all these shows. So it'd be like, hey, there's Mandy Patinkin, yeah, or like there's Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah. Uh, but then he w- worked with Patrick Stewart. I think it was on X-Men. And he said, like, he just saw him and froze and lost his shit and went up and introduced himself and then <laughs> spent, like, three or four minutes just recounting Patrick Stewart's entire career to Patrick Stewart to the point where, like, somebody had to, like, pull – like, somebody had to save Patrick Stewart from Joel. <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't there an essence ill skit like that where someone goes up to a famous person like, hey, remember when you were in that movie? That was awesome. Well, that, that was, was uh, Chris, Chris Farley. Farley. Yeah. That was his, like, interview. His talk show. His talk show, yeah. Um, that's funny. Did he talk about Lady Grey? I don't know. Lady Jane. Lady Jane. Lady I don't Jane. know. But you next when Joel gets back in town, you can ask him about it. It's a pretty funny story. I will ask Maybe him. Maybe we'll get him to come on the podcast and interrupt us repeatedly with that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podcasts. So, hey, episode uh, two of Immersion comes out today. Are you guys excited? Yes. I am very excited. I'm By excited the time too. this podcast comes out, the episode two of Immersion will have already been released. That, this yeah. will be old news and people yeah. wonder why we mentioned it. Yeah, that's true. I still haven't seen that. I haven't, I haven't seen any of that footage. I'm just, really, really looking forward to watching it. I just watched it. an earlier cut of it, um, and I'm excited. Like, it looks good. Yeah, I saw and I watched it with Griffin. It looks really good. It was You and I had nothing to do with that episode of Immersion. Nope. Which I'm actually really, really happy about <laughs> Me too. in some ways, because Immersion is basically like Bernie's, like Bernie's figured out new ways to hurt us. Yeah, totally. Like, I'm really, really, we're filming a new episode of Immersion this week or next week, right? And uh, I'm really not excited about it. Like this one, I'm very unhappy that we're doing because I'm pretty sure it's going to hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but it's going to be very painful. It has a potential to be extremely painful yes. for Gus and I. Yeah, we keep uh, – every time I go back into, for another production meeting and we talk about it, like there's one more painful thing added uh-huh. on. <laughs> like, it's like, well, that one's okay, but we could do this yeah. worse thing. What's, <laughs> the, a, what's the line that you don't want to cross? You know, it's like, is that too far? No. I think the well, line keeps getting moved. Well, and we, we keep... don't have a line because that's not progressive thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can also finally talk about how uh, Mega64 came and uh, hung out with us for a week while we made those videos. Yeah, yeah. We, have, uh, we made five videos in five days. Well, we made four. and they, Well, we all made five videos together, but yeah. they, f- they filmed one and we filmed four. All right. I'll be, uh, I'll be right back. You guys keep each other entertained and keep the listeners entertained. We'll keep the oh, listeners shit. entertained. So, Griffin, what's going on with you? Well, something – actually, a personal problem. You have a personal problem? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? I guess so. My um, the seam of my pants is for some, it feels like it shrank. I don't know, like the crotch seam. And I can your vagina fall asleep? <laughs> I think it's asleep. <laughs> is that, if I stand up, is it going to get like all weird? Can your vagina fall asleep? Is that a problem that every married woman has about four years <laughs> into the marriage? Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's. I've just lost all feeling you're, down there you're, in general. <laughs> your uh, your vagina just went into uh, like hibernation. <laughs> it's gone dormant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like what is sleep stasis on like on a. Where they put freeze? Never mind. Yeah, like a cryo chamber. Yeah, like, yeah. it'll your vagina will thaw out when it gets to Mars. Well, I hope so. Wouldn't that, it'd be great. Like when I turn eighty, I'll have like a thirty-year-old vagina. Dude, that's a great. That would, that's a, another movie that could be. Uh, <laughs> you could sell that in a two-pack at Best Buy with Techno Pussy. <laughs> oh God, I wish I'd worn different pants. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm do you think to keep it together for the do podcast? You, do you think it's the pants shrunk or maybe no, they something shrunk. Okay, else? They fucking shrunk. <laughs> yeah, the pants. You know, it's it's. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize it, but denim does shrink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I will say I'm starting to gain weight. I've noticed, like, I've been working at Rooster Teeth now, and I'm gaining weight. Oh, there's a we have a, it's a plan. It's, no, it's true. <laughs> but, like, I think everyone gains a little weight when they start working here. And I think a lot of it has to do with 
we're in South Park, like the in South Austin, and it's mostly just kind of bad food, like a lot of Tex-Mex and that kind of stuff. So I've been eating. We just moved the office here, though. That doesn't explain all the previous weight gain. Yeah, the, the last. What seven do you mean years. previous? What do you, have I been gaining weight steadily? We're talking about the, the office. You're blaming. You're blaming working at the office for weight gain. So you're blaming. You're saying everyone here gained no, weight. No, no, no. But I mean, in general, we. We sit in front of computers a lot and don't move around. I think that you would have discovered the same amount of weight gain had you been working in the old office full time. Yeah. yeah okay. You it's, basically, it's, it's, it's gravity. As yeah. we get, as we all get fatter, we just attract more weight to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's physics. I think Stephen Hawking is working on the thesis about it. Well, Stephen Hawking. Hey, speaking of Stephen Hawking, uh, this has nothing to do with him. Did you see that NASA is going to announce that there may be life on uh, somewhere tomorrow? They're going to announce something re- like related to potential life. Potentially, it's, it's it's looks like it's just trying to get our attention. I think it's overhyped. Yeah, I think people are I think people are getting too excited about it. It's going to be nothing. CNN had a big story on it, and they don't get overhyped about anything. Let's see what's on the front page of CNN <laughs> right now, <laughs> because I love the CNN website. Because oh, it's, it's the best. Terrible. Stuff. I can tell you what's on the front page. I'm, off the top of my head, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say that uh, Republicans are going to all all 42 senators are going to block any bill that gets presented until the two bills that they want to be taken care of are taken care of. And then there are storms in the East Coast that made a house fall down. How the fuck did you know that? Those are the two top stories. Because, <laughs> dude, I, uh, I uh, you know. There's another story in here that I read last night that's fucking frightening. I don't know if you read it. I guess uh, uh, an air, this plane in India was flying. The pilot gets up, goes to the bathroom. And while he's gone, the co-pilot decides to adjust his seat. And then when he adjusts his seat, he knocks the control stick so that the plane starts diving. Oh, God. And they dive 7,000 feet at a 26-degree angle in a 737. And uh, the pilot like has to run out of the bathroom and come back and help him pull the jet back out to stabilize oh. it. So don't you think a co-pilot, if you're a co-pilot, shouldn't you know enough to be able to pull up on your like, <laughs> like, Wait, the plane is <laughs> diving. How do I fix this? I think Maybe I should they, push forward some more. Before Dude. you're allowed to be a co-pilot, they should go over that at least once. <laughs> Can you imagine what that must have been like for the pilot? You know, The co-pilot's probably always like, oh, I got it, man. Go take a, go take, go to the bathroom. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, the one time he's like, you know what? You've been my co-pilot for like four years now. I'm going to trust you with the controls. He sits down on the toilet. He starts taking the dump probably constipated and uh and then immediately the plane falls <laughs> Boop! and he's like mother i knew it and then he's like like this i'll tell you a story this one time when i was about 11 i was staying with my cousin adam in uh at his mom's house uh in florida the, and, trouble, the troublemaker well he's you know he's colorful mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> we were setting off fireworks in the yard or something and they lived in this like planned community with uh, a lot of trees and shit and uh, I go into the bathroom, I have diarrhea. So I got, I'm taking a terrible dump, right? Was that a and, necessary uh, part of the story? It is. You had to tell them. <laughs> then, like, I'm like a minute into this, this you know, this, this is going to be a lengthy process for me to be in the bathroom. And my cousin Adam starts banging on the door. And I'm like, leave me alone, dude. And he's like, no, no, you have to come out. And he's, like, crying and he's just freaking out. I'm like, what's wrong? What's, what's wrong? And he's like, after you left, I set the woods on fire. I don't know what to do. The whole woods are on fire. <laughs> and I'm, like, looking out the window and I can kind of see the flames. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, you got to help me. You got to help me. And I'm like, I really can't help you right now. <laughs> I've got a... Uh, I got I got my own issues. I got right my own now. fires to put yeah, out. Yeah, I got my own fires to put out. And uh, like by the time I finished up, he was just he was just like screaming and like shooting a fire like a a, a hose <laughs> into the woods. The garden hose. Yeah, he was shooting a garden hose into the woods. Got it put out though. Oh really? And I got my fire put out and everything was fine. So. <laughs> 
crisis averted. Crisis averted. So <laughs> probably something similar happened to that poor pilot. Like he's like, how much time do I do I have time to squeeze this out before I go save the plane? Or, <laughs> you had to make tough decisions. You know? Did he did he did he bust out with his pants around his ankles? Yeah. <laughs> what a humiliating way to go. And then like and then think about it like this too. When they finally get the plane righted, right, and they go back up to cruising altitude, does the pilot then say, "Okay, I'm gonna go back and finish my shit," or is he like, "I'm gonna have to hold this one for a couple hours because there's no way I'm leaving this room or, again"? Or the pilot's like, "Okay." He turns to the copilot, like, "You're gonna have to pay like a standard ticket fare because obviously you have no idea what you're doing up here. You're just like <laughs> any other it. passenger. <laughs> go, go, sit, go sit in coach <laughs> and not the exit row. I don't trust you. <laughs> go sit by the go sit by the engine in the back when the seat that doesn't recline, asshole. <laughs> so you don't deserve recline. You're not allowed to adjust your seat anymore. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck's gonna happen next time? Who's gonna be the Who's gonna replace me as copilot? Anyone? Literally yeah. anyone else on this plane? <laughs> I think there was a goat in the cargo bay that seemed kind of sharp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man probably wasn't as funny to the people on the plane though no i no. think i think i read in the article also that they had just been served a meal oh, oh no. no so there's like uh what is that like grilled chicken that they always have like on everyone's laps hey where was it we were flying griffin was it to scotland this summer or england when they we saw the the lady start crying because they didn't have her she requested a gluten-free oh, meal God. and the dude that was coming just, back to the they US. didn't get the message and she got in this fight with the with the steward, and she started crying flight in the attendant. middle of the plane. You know, flight attendant, and uh, like it was this whole ordeal. And he, uh, she was like, he was like, "Well, can I give you this vegetarian meal?" And she's like, "I don't want it. I wanted the gluten one that I ordered. You know, why do I even fill out the form on the website if they're not going to pay attention to it?" And he's like, "Well, I'm really sorry." And then uh, she's like, "I haven't eaten in 12 hours." And he's like, "Please take this vegetarian meal." And she's like, "No, just take it away." And she's just like sobbing and crying. She's, woman has obviously had a terrible, terrible yeah. Trip. She was. Uh, I overheard her because she lost it, and we were kind of making fun of her. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I started because I was sitting behind her. Um, I started listening to her tell. The other pa- the passenger sitting next to her didn't know her, like kind of where she was up to that point. And she had had like three long f- – I mean – Yeah, she'd, she'd been, been flying, flying for like for 20 hours or so something. So she was at that point, I think, but insane, like it considered gets, crazy. It gets better. The guy gets kind of snippy with her and she's like, just take the food away. I don't want it. So he gives the vegetarian meal to somebody else. And then like two minutes later, she's like, okay, I'm hungry. I'll take the vegetarian meal. And he's like, well, we're all out of vegetarian meals. All we have left is this one chicken meal. And she's like <laughs> – And she's like – he's like, do you want it? And she's like, I don't have a choice. And he goes to give it to her and he dropped it. Oh, my God. <laughs> And it got all over his shirt. Oh my god! And then it like fell into him, and it got all over his shirt, and then it hit the ground. <laughs> and it was—he got pissed, and he like threw it into the back, like you know where they what? hang out. Yeah, he did. He threw it, and it was the last fucking meal. Oh my god! And so she was the only person on the plane that didn't get to eat. Well, fuck her though. You know, like, oh my god! I know that you, you don't always get your way, but you just have to cope. I don't know. You got to deal. You got to yeah. if you if you, you if don't, don't have make, the gluten free, you got to you got to settle for what's in front of you. you yeah, no a shit. Bad day. Don't make ten people have a bad day. You know. And then the dude had fucking spaghetti or spaghetti. Like it was like chicken parmesan all over his fucking slices. That being said, no one deserves that. Oh man! Yeah, no, it was terrible. That's horrible. And you know that was a flight going from like uh, Gatwick to probably Chicago. I'm gonna guess, or so it was like a seven hour flight with no food for her. Yeah, wow. She looked pretty miserable near the end. Like she actually did look like she needed food. Like you know, people get that weird. Pale, like anemic kind of, yeah. <laughs> like either of you, if you don't eat I know, every thirty I, minutes, I know that feeling. <laughs> like ten minutes into when we're ready for a meal and people are making us wait, people are wanting to drive another forty-five minutes somewhere else to go eat. That's, that's actually, I, I, I like hanging out with you at mealtime, guests because we take our coffee the same way, and we also can't put up with people taking forever. Like when it gets when it comes to food, no, 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 so, no, do not take forever. You know what I'm seeing here? I'm seeing a love connection. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, you're my best friend, and you are my wife, <clears throat> my quote-unquote soulmate and so uh 
I don't want to stand in the way of happiness. So I will step <laughs> out of the situation. You're if, just saying if, that because it's almost lunchtime and we're fucking we're love pissy. needs to grow. <laughs> we, we, yeah, the blood blood is in the water. We're, we're ready to fucking eat. Hey, Gus, let me ask you a question. Go for it. Weren't you not going to be on the podcast because Bernie was going to replace you since you had to do your hard drive stuff? Yeah, I don't know where he is, though. Wait, yeah, what happened to that? I don't so know. Bernie's going to – because the podcast half over at this point. He's yeah. going to miss it. Got to keep it short. Yeah. I, I, I have ducked out, though, a couple of times to go, go that, do stuff. That's true. So what, uh, what is there in, that we should be talking about this week? Um, I don't know. Talked I about I, immersion. I, I was going to bring up a, another story, another, uh, I guess, travel-related story. I read the story the other day about this – Cruise passenger, I don't remember where the cruise was going from. It was going from Mexico to Tampa, Florida. He got really drunk on one of those giant cruise ships, then went and dropped the anchor on the ship while it was going. (laughs) (laughs) Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I guess it happened uh, a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Some dude from California was like super drunk, and he released the anchor in a life buoy at like 530 in the morning. Does that stop the ship? Does the ship go... No, the ship didn't... I guess, like, it had the possibility to really fuck the ship up because when the anchor's down and the ship's still going, like, it could have gotten caught under the propeller or punched the hull and caused a, a you know, a hole, a, a hole in the hull. So, uh, I <laughs> the think the dude, hole. the dude got arrested and is being questioned by the FBI. Damn, dude. Yeah. That is funny. That's really, really funny. I guess, I guess it's a felony. There's been a lot of interesting travel stories lately. Like, there was that plane Leonardo DiCaprio was on that almost crashed. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, and then, like, he Why stuck, did it snuck around. I don't remember what exactly happened. It was on CNN, though. Uh, and then uh, there was that cruise ship that got stuck for a while. Oh, yeah, it lost power because people, of a fire. People had to live like animals, apparently. <laughs> I guess we should also... <laughs> what is living like animals on a cruise ship like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess they didn't have, like flushing no no toilets would flush they didn't have any food other than what was being airlifted flush, to them. what are you talking about they're in the ocean like yeah i, I mean, how hard newsflash, is that? you don't you don't get to you don't drink salt water no you just throw it over oh you don't have they didn't have any water either i don't yeah, know if drinking they had water, water at all yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a rough deal you don't think they, they, were, they were rationing the water okay so how long were they stuck out there i mean didn't they plant you know what they had though they had a badass shuffleboard and uh <laughs> court and they had a huge water slide and a live band <laughs> yeah and a live band they bingo every day at four o'clock <laughs> I guess maybe we should talk about uh, Connect sold 2.5 million units in 25 days. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, I would say. That's a, that's a what is that, 25,000 a day or something? something or 10,000 like, 10, a day? Something like that. That's um, two, two and a half million in the, less than a month, and their goal is to hit 5 million by the end of the year, and they say they're on track to do it. Yeah. Which is, and, uh, and then I just read that it was the biggest Cyber Monday in history. So who knows how many they uh, they sold they there? Sold in. Yeah, and then I, I saw like the day after Microsoft announced their Connect numbers, Sony said they also sold 2.5 million moves. They said they sold four million moves, right? Well, they but said, it's been two months. They said they sold. I, I thought the I thought it was they sold 2.5 million in two months, but they've shipped 4.1 to retail. Oh, maybe I read it wrong. So they've also sold 2.5 million, but it took them more than twice as long to do it. Yeah, a Sony representative clarified to Kotaku, I mean Kotaku, that the 4.1 million represents units sold to retail outlets from Sony. Okay. There you go. So, everyone's doing well. Everyone likes that motion gaming. Europeans have Move and Americans have Connect. That seems to be that seems to be how it's shaken out, right? Like Move yeah. is doing ex- exceptionally well in Europe and really no 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 traction at all in America. And uh I, I almost felt like they had a soft launch in America because nobody knew about it. And then Connect is, the, is like, you know, conversely doing extremely well in America and not doesn't seem to be making many waves in Europe thus yeah. far. Uh, true. Gran Turismo 5 came out. Dude, I heard uh, a lot of bad stuff happened with Gran Turismo 5 coming out, right? Did it? Well, I know there was that whole thing where it took, like, it was really hard to install. 
Oh, right. Yeah, it had like it was an optional install, but yeah. uh, it's like 10 gigs in an hour. I, I, just I, think, read... I think the required install is only 256 megs. I just Christ, acquired install for a game on a disc. Explain that. But uh, they also didn't Sony. I may be mixing up stories, but didn't Sony just have to apologize to PSN customers about something or PlayStation Plus customers? Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard about they that. Issued some formal apology. I thought it had to do with Gran Turismo, but it must might have been something else. Speaking of, oh, they, they had connectivity problems. Oh uh, yeah, I heard that about game, that too. Like where they only allocated space for like five hundred thousand concurrent connections uh, on their server end, but they had more than that. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, a lot of launch games go through that though. I mean, most. Most shooters, I feel like, that came out this year had that problem. Yeah, for sure. Except for Reach. But I guess that's probably because they do the beta to trend that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And they, and they did have trouble on the first day of the beta. Speaking of um, games and apologies, I feel bad. I was kind of harsh about Fable 3 recently on the podcast. I'm getting into it more. I just wanted to... So Fable 3 is like winning you over? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Are, are you, have, you, have you finished it yet? No, um, I'm, I'm just, I just need a few more million, like a couple more million, and then I can... Then I can go through with it. I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to you know, help my people out. I don't want to. Typical everyman problem. I just need a few more million, then I'll be good. <laughs> if only I had more gold. I need to swim in it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> that's the one thing I really like about it. you. Go to your treasure room, and it's a big pile of gold. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. awesome. Um, yeah. Hey, look, it's Matt. Hey, what's up, Matt? Hi, Matt. What's up, fools? Do you want a microphone? There's one right there. I actually came to ask about drill bits. Uh, okay. Drill bit Taylor. That was a terrible movie. Uh, they're in that little black container. Bye, Matt. Yeah. How does it feel to be the Tim the Toolman Taylor of the office? Oh God! Like there's like I, 12, I felt better until you made that comparison. There's like twelve dudes in the office, and they all they're constantly coming up to you, going, uh, "Griffin, where's the drill?" Um, also, is it this button that I? You know, it's funny. We're not I, the most manly of dudes. <laughs> I had a weird moment the other day where I was like, "Well, you know, somebody can just do like." Somebody can take care of this for me. Like, somebody can just install this or drill this. And I was like, well, boys can't use tools. So, like, I had a weird moment. I'm like, no, 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 guys can't use tools. I guess I'll have to be there for that. Like, it was just sort of funny. Like, it kind of just had, like, I mean, and it's not to say that that's true. I mean, there are people here that can use tools. People. I don't know that that's true at all. <laughs> no, on. no, not at all. There's a few people that can be handy here. Hey, Gus, uh, I drove by your house on Sunday and I saw that you had done quite a bit of lawn work. You had like 12 lawn bags in your front yard. Yes. How was that your fun weekend? Yeah. I had, I had an awesome Sunday putting up Christmas lights and uh, raking and uh, so was that all that, that was all leaves you were raking it was all leaves wow I have a lot of a lot of trees what? I don't know why did you st- I, we always wait until the very the last leaf falls off the tree because what's the fucking point before then if you looked at my trees it's pretty much gone they're pretty oh, much all they? gone okay. dude you'll be surprised like I did that I made that mistake last year where in like mid-November I raked up every leaf or maybe it was late November and then a week later it looked worse than ever well before. even when your trees are gone like the neighbor's trees yeah. Yeah. you know that's they blow into the yard yeah so you're a sucker. That was the point of that. I think, yeah, the previous homeowner, like last year when I raked, it was my first, you know, first autumn there. Uh, I think the previous homeowner probably hadn't raked in about five years based on <laughs> how many <laughs> leaves there were and how much crap was built up in, uh, in that yard. Oh, hey, speaking of yards, uh, and this doesn't really have much to do with yards at all. We got a blue chicken egg this morning. A blue chicken egg. egg. Blue it was our first, our first blue egg. That's not true. Yeah, it is. The others were green. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. We so got I wonder blue egg who's laying the green eggs. I'm telling you that Play is laying the green eggs, and I don't know who's laying the blue one, but it looked like red laid it, which doesn't make any sense. No. But supposedly chicken egg colors can change based on their diet. Oh, okay. So maybe we fed them something that mm-hmm. caused them to lay a blue egg. I don't know. That's possible. I gave them some tortilla chips. Maybe that was it. <laughs> was it like the blue kind from the restaurant? 
<laughs> blue corn tortillas. Yeah, because no. that, that'll totally explain it. <laughs> yeah, it's like chips and queso, and your chicken zerling multicolored eggs. <laughs> if only um, you could get them really spicy eggs, that'd be the best. Oh, Dude, jalapeno God. eggs like, would be just, awesome. Like migas, you just crack it open. <laughs> yeah. There's migas there. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they're like the shell was the corn chip. That's what the like the geneticists we should be working on. That's true. How to just like have the animals just lay or cut the animals open and they're already prepared. Yeah, fuck corn that can grow on the moon. We or like need tomatoes uh, with fish. You know, we need migas in the eggs. <laughs> we need. Uh, we also need chickens with no bones. Dude, that would be awesome too. Did you watch? A, did you see a no bone chicken flopping around? That would be great. It would not be great. Yeah, be, I mean, like it. It'd be great. No, not, maybe not for the chicken. I know. I keep getting sounding all hippie-ish because I talk about grass-fed beef and all that. But and it's not that I'm like a crazy proponent of anything. But after having chickens and they're they're so great and sweet and I I, just, I really like them. We, every time I see anything about like chickens being in these warehouses and having like no light or being stacked on top of each other and like it's just the most depressing thing in the world because what do they do ever do to us really they lay eggs dude they're sweet my wife almost tricked me into getting a dog this week that's not true you almost tricked me into getting like a 200 pound dog she almost tricked me into getting a 220 pound dog i think both of you (laughs) want this dog but each of you opposes the other's dogs or some something's going on you both seem very pro dog i if we got a dog i would want a medium-sized dog just like a no ordinary dog that's not going to be like how big? Define medium. Like how many pounds? What what is medium? Like sixty, maybe being the biggest. No, I think it's a little large. It's large. Four, it's like 40, 45, 40, 50 pounds. Yeah, just like an average size, something you could take places. Mm-hmm. But Jeff only wants like the super giant. And I really do like giant dogs because they're very sweet. But they just have so many health problems, are, and they only live like six years. Are you compensating for something, Jeff? No. Well, <laughs> she she just brought out like. To her, the detractor is that they only live six to eight years. To me, that's the bonus. Mm. <laughs> like, I only have to put up with a dog for six to eight years. But then if you they feel also, that way, then we shouldn't have a dog. But They also drop giant deuces, though. Yeah, but they do that shit outside yeah. in somebody <laughs> else's yard. Well, and, but, but we were talking about getting a puppy, and that's yeah. like the whole thing in itself. Here, here's the thing, though. I want a dog that's going to be a deterrent from because I don't want our house to get broken into or continue to be broken into every six months. So I want to get a dog that could kill, like, an army of thieves. Why don't, well, we, just get a, why don't we just get, like body like a bouncer you know most Why of the we time get a grizzly bear most of the time unless the dog's trained to be an attack dog it's pretty ineffective oh, at, yeah. deter- at deterring uh burglars because they can just give it food or give it a treat and lock it in a closet that said if you have a giant giant dog people i mean people get nervous this dog was a mm. puppy it was a cross between a great dane and something called an irish wolfhound which looks like a werewolf it was like it, the dog standing up would have been seven feet tall. Yeah, it was amazing. Wow! Big. Like it, you see them if they jump up on people and put the legs over your shoulders, they'll they'll be taller than most people. They're huge, huge. And I will say that we never got broken into when we have a Saint Bernard, and I know Saint Bernards are very sweet. Like they would not be a, a good watchdog at all. But um, people would come up to the porch, like people that were soliciting or like asking for money or whatever, would knock on the door and then see Jupiter and like jump off. Like li- like there were guys that just jumped <laughs> off the porch. They're like, no, 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 I don't want money that badly. Like awesome. So, yeah. No. So size really does help in that sense. Did you hear that, guys? Size matters. It's official. It kind of matters. Sorry. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of dogs, um, Griffin and I, Griffin and I, Griffin made me watch this fucking terrible documentary about dogs called Dogs Decoded. Oh, I've seen that one. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. But there was one really interesting part in it. Do you remember the part where they went, they talked about the people in Russia, the scientists in Russia that for the last 60 years have been doing an experiment to domesticize foxes? Domesticate. Yes. Domesticate foxes. (laughs) Whatever. I was, it's actually domesticizes the Russian for I'm just trying okay. to be worldly. Uh, domesticate foxes, and they did. They were able to breed the aggression out of the foxes. Oh. And you, that's knowing that you can do that, and that that's how dogs were domesticated. Uh, 
It makes me think of all the other things that you could domesticate. Like, well, you could domesticate grizzly bears. Why not? <laughs> I don't know about that. What was crazy to me about that was how quickly change was affected in the animals. Yeah, like three generations? Yeah, so yeah, within three generations, you could really see a difference. And then by eight, they were almost entirely domesticated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, it was fucking nuts. Michael was part about that when I was talking about how dogs could be sort of a parasitic species, you know? Because they, right. I mean, wolves are dying out, but dogs, because we like them, and they just have it pretty easy. I mean, I know there, there's some dogs out there that are strays or get put in shelters or whatever, but... Um, I mean, they've dogs are flourishing because we like them and they can read our expressions. And right. that was, oh yeah, that was the cool thing, right? They they read, they look to which eye. What is it? Your left eye. They look at a person's left eye because right. it's a more a, true, like a true a person's this eye, right eye. You're, you're no, right. left eye. Left right. eye, right side. A right eye. A person's right, right eye. Right That's eye. the left, left side. side. Yeah. Okay. And and humans do that too. Humans and dogs are the only species that do that because it shows a, a, a more sincere. Like representation of your emotion, right? Yeah, and then they showed people's faces. Like if your if your face was symmetrical with just your left side versus just your right side, the right it, it really accentuated and showed how much emotions carried on that right side. It was crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It was really. And crazy. I love those glasses they put on the dog to track its eyes. Yeah, yeah. It was like a <laughs> like clockwork like, orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> but so, dogs. so dogs like read people's faces, and well, and they were also saying that dogs are able to be trained to do things. More than chimps could, like right. that they were very smart, and that dogs understood the concept of when you point at stuff. Fuck, you're, you're directing them. Yeah, there was a dog yeah. in and there. Chimps didn't do that. Now that I'm thinking about this, there was a dog in there that knew 300 words. Yeah, that was crazy. It was mm-hmm. like a border collie. It, it also knew abstract ideas, like you could show it a picture of something and it would go get get the real world version of it. I guess this was a pretty good documentary. Maybe people should watch it. <laughs> it was good. You liked it. I was just mad at you because you made me watch it to be you made me ob- watch, obtuse. You made me watch something before that. What was it? Like Jeff has this thing. He loves bad teen like drama. I just love bad movies. Bad I just movies. like bad movies. So I made her watch uh, American Pie, The Naked Mile. Oh my God. <laughs> and I haven't seen any of the other ones. If, I never saw the first one. If so. I look at a box cover and I don't recognize a single person on the box cover, <laughs> that's a movie I want to watch. I bet Eugene Levy was on that box cover. <laughs> he though. was not. And he no. was briefly but he was in the movie. In the movie and I don't know what his character was like in the first one, but he was creepy. Was he creepy in the first yeah, one? Yeah, he was kind of like a weird pedophile. Yeah, he was bizarre. <laughs> it was pretty I bizarre. I felt bad for Eugene Levy. Well, like, you know, I, had, in his I only watched one and two. I didn't see three and four and five and through nine. I think there's like 20 of them now. So I, I don't know what the character progression was for him. He didn't start off that way in yeah, my memory. The bar was not high. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those American Pie movies or whatever, I gotta, but I got to say – we had an experience. I don't know if you can remember this, but we the first time we watched American Pie, we watched it in your house, in your place in uh, the yeah, Metropolis. I remember. With about 10 of our friends. And I remember that being like one of the funniest nights of my life. We were all fucking drunk and watching a dumb comedy together. It was a, that movie was way – and I watched it again like a couple of weeks later. I was like, I got to watch this movie because it was so funny. Not, not as funny. No. Was that before not, you guys lived together? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was, this was back in 99 or so. Before the, yeah, it was the when the movie came out. Romance began. Yeah. So it was, it, was, it was just blossoming. <laughs> <laughs> we so. were young, had the stars in our eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the good old days. Do you ever miss living with us, Gus? Or living with Jeff? And- um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I miss I, living with you, for the record. I like, I like my house. Yeah. I like oh. walk- I, I'm, I'm a nudist. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I, li- I like your house, too. And, uh, I didn't know you were in it. Is that true? Do you have to walk around the naked, naked, naked a lot? I would if I could, but my wife yells at me. She makes me put clothes on. <laughs> Why? She doesn't see you naked? No, she hates seeing me naked. <laughs> yeah. Well. One day, one day, she'll get used to it, and we'll have sex, and that day will be great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll see. So do you think her vagina's asleep, too, then? Oh, he missed that part of the conversation. You missed part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I, I was out. Yeah, well. So you wanted to go pretty short, and I think we are uh, – I've been – 
timing this podcast. We've nice. been we've been going for about thirty six minutes. Man, look at you, right dead on. Yeah. Well, so, let, well, let's wrap this up. Do we have anything uh, that we need a plug? Well, we have uh, the new immersion that went up today. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. It's uh, I think I think it's even better than the first one. And that's a lot for me to say, considering I'm not in it, and I'm super into myself. <laughs> and then uh, we have uh, – there'll be a new Mega64 Rooster Teeth collaboration tomorrow that I think will be on their site that we'll link to. I believe so. And then Friday we have one more video with them, and then that wraps up our week of Rooster64 and our Mega Teeth. No, I like Rooster64. Got to put yeah. our name first. That sounds like a Rooster 64 sounds like one of those uh, cocaine clubs from the 70s, like in New York City. <laughs> like Studio 54 is next to Rooster 64. Mega Teeth's kind of cool. That sounds like a like a monster truck or something. Yeah, it sounds like a, a movie that could be on sale in a combo pack with uh, Techno right. Pussy <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? 80-year-old, uh, 30-year-old vagina and an 80-year-old woman? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't come up with a title for that one. I, I can't wait to hear that part of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Gus? Oh, the book oh, I, will be out so, at some point. Yeah, I added some new events to our events page, which I'll link to. Uh, events that we're going to next year, 2011. Do you, do you know what they are off the top of your head? Uh, off the top of my head, I know I added New York Comic Con. Um, I don't remember what else I added beyond that. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm excited to go to New York Comic Con. I hear good things about it. Are, are you going to that one? Uh, I think I put it down for it, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't decided who's going where yet. I think I'll just go to every event next year and just fuck it. I say that now. I'm not going to want to do that. You're leaving town this weekend, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we can talk about that, right? No, let's hold off on that. Okay. okay. Yeah, Gus and I are going out of town next weekend. Because we, we may... Yeah, we'll hold off Who on knows? that. Who knows? Okay. But, uh, and then uh, it should be it. Oh, everyone should buy everything in our store. Yes, everything. We got these really cool new... I'm super excited about the, the, the flags from Halo 1, the red and the blue flag, which are iconic with Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got shirts made of those, and we got some new hoodies. We got a zombie plan hoodie and a Griff Ball Athletic Club hoodie, and uh, the RT Shorts Season 2 DVD, mm-hmm. Series 2 DVD. Which is actually a really well put together DVD. You know, I watched it over the uh, over the holiday, and I don't know. It, w- it was really good. Like it was really enjoyable to watch it. Like I, even the, the the shorts I was in and everything. I was like, God, this is really really entertaining. You know, you know what it is, and this. I, well, I mean, it's a, it's a well put together DVD, but it's really cool that like usually, you know, what like DVD crunch time is terrible for us. We're all like living in the office and mm-hmm. working like nineteen hour days and exhausted. And that DVD just showed up on the desk one day. <laughs> like, I had nothing to do with it. It was hell for someone in this office. It was hell for somebody <laughs> in this office, but they they contained that yeah, hell like, upstairs or wherever. The DVD it, elves. It, it didn't bleed into us. And so it was just like, hey, check it out. It was a new DVD. And, uh, watch yeah, it. You hadn't watched it 30 times? Yeah, I hadn't. It was, checking it. I thought the interviews were all really funny and like all the special features were good. It was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and I, I think, I think I haven't listened to the commentary yet, but uh, that commentary was weird. Because that was the day we found out our house got broken into. Right. And we came to the office to uh, pick up some paperwork and then to take off to go start, like, rebuilding our lives. And Matt's like, hey, before you go, you want to do some funny commentary? I was like, absolutely not. I don't want to do funny commentary. (laughs) But I felt obliged. And uh, it was a nice little break in that. It actually ended up being kind of cool. Yeah. Because it forced us to forget about how miserable our lives were for, like, an hour. It is nice coming to work because it is a distraction when things in your your personal life are not going well. And things are never going well in our personal lives. <laughs> except, Let's be honest. except for you, you can't escape your spouse. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> hey, you bring your personal life to the office every day. Yeah. They uh, Griffin and I were talking about it last night. We're not actually technically married anymore. No. Now we're just coworkers. We basically have the same relationship that you and I used to have. We just work together and also are roommates. Your partners, pretty much. Yeah. I don't even know if I call us partners. But, uh, and we're not even – yeah, even at home, like, we don't hang out. Like, you'll play a game in one room, and I'll play, like, Fable 3 in the other room. And it's a very, very business-like relationship <laughs> yeah. we've developed. It is. But what are you going to do? 
All right, well, let's wrap this up. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Ta-ta. Bye.